Hello and welcome to another episode of ASME TechCast, where we bring you the innovators, the innovations, and the topics that push the envelope of engineering. The rising wave of automation and digital technology is upending the workforce and altering how and where work is done today. You might think that technical knowledge is the key to building a successful career in engineering, but what's less talked about is that tomorrow's engineers will need the soft skills that go along with working in these engineering environments, especially in this new world of work. Too often, engineers focus only on the technical skills and abilities, largely ignoring soft skills, which are very important in almost all roles and industries. This is Chitra Sethi, Executive Editor Media at ASME. Joining me today is Nader Molai, creator of Job Search Acceleration System and the founder of Engineer Your Mission. We will talk to Nader about the soft skills engineers need to develop to succeed in their careers and how should they go about doing that. Welcome to ASME TechCast, Nader. Thank you so much for having me, Chitra. Looking forward to our conversation. So now their engineers excel at solving problems, but developing soft skills to enhance careers isn't always their top priority. Aren't soft skills also important for engineers? I would go as far as saying they're more, they're more important than, than non-engineers. Now, I love all people, but you know, being an engineer myself and supporting engineers, uh, having grown up in a family of engineers, I have a special you know, special love for them. <laughs> so I, I would say it's even more important to them because engineers are responsible for, you know, some of the most complex types of work in the world, uh, solving some of the biggest problems and the most complex of challenges in the world. So I would say the more complex the topic, it actually in, in turn, it requires higher levels of soft skills to actually communicate it, you know, to, to, to discuss it, to bring it to life, to, um, to solve it, you know, because easy, easy topics, easy problems can be discussed easier, can be managed easier, can, can be, can be, uh, can be led easier, but the more complex the type of work you do, the more advanced your, your soft skills must be. That's all right. So the Society of Human Resource Management's 2019 State of the Workplace report ranks the top six skills missing in today's job applications. Communication comes in at third uh, behind the ability to deal with complexity and ambiguity and critical thinking. In your opinion, what are the three top skills essential for all engineers? Great question. Uh, I thought about this a lot. And number one skill that I would believe, soft skill that is in demand right now, I mean, this is end of 2021 that that we're that we're recording this conversation. I believe the number one most in demand soft skill is focus, the ability to focus, the ability to avoid distraction. Because a lot of the professionals that I that I speak with, that I that I mentor, they they complain about you know lower levels of productivity and as as a result less you know lower levels of performance on the job. And when I diagnosed that problem, I noticed that there is a, there's a lot of a lot of things that are happening around us takes our attention away. So the lack of attention leads to lack of focus. So I highly believe, and I've experienced it myself also, that focus is something 
that we need to focus on <laughs> right mm -hmm. now. You know, it's not commonly talked about. Uh, that would be my number one. Number two would be positivity. Just having a, having a positive outlook towards life, uh, being optimistic about, you know, our future, short-term and long-term future, so that we can function, you know, so that we can create the level of happiness that we need at home and take the same level of happiness with, with us to work and ultimately allows us to do, to, do, to do a great job and be able to collaborate and communicate and lead and be the best version of ourselves. But again, we're, we're going through a, a very strange time in our lives right now that, that there's so much to be negative about. There's so much negative content and negative conversations around us. We're surrounded by it. So it's not easy to remain positive and, and an optimist. But uh, I would definitely say that the second most in-demand soft skill, from my point of view at least, mm -hmm. I, I would say positivity and optimism. And third, I would say persistence, you know, uh, we talk about grit a lot, you know, ability to not give up. Uh, this is, this is really challenging as well. Uh, I, I come into, a, I go into a lot of conversations, you know, it could be a mentorship coaching conversation or just a consultation or just a casual talk where uh, a little, or this could be a job interview. So obviously I, I focus a ton on job interview preparation and practice where a little bit of a little bit of pushback it gets the person i'm speaking to to fold and it doesn't even have to be me i, I hear from what people experience these engineers that i speak with what have their experience been and i noticed that they immediately folded when they were asked a tough question they were asked they were challenged right so whether you're on the job where you propose an idea to your uh, to your team lead to your engineering director to your engineering manager you have your own uh, you know a, a proof of concept prototype or a new design that you introduce to the team and there is there's going to be there, there will be pushback that there's always going to be that as a guarantee uh, i really want to encourage any engineer look listening to this conversation is to to have confidence and belief in themselves and don't fold right away, stand up for your ideas so that you can get buy-in from your leaders. Because if, if you don't believe in your own ideas, if you're not going to pers persist, if you're going to quickly give up, it just shows that you don't believe in your own ideas. You know, you're not confident in yourself. So why should anybody else believe in you? So focus, be positive and persist. I love that. I'll remember that too. <laughs> so... In addition to, you know, obviously strong technical skills uh, that hiring managers are looking for, um, especially for, you know, engineers applying for jobs, I, I'm sure hiring managers are also look for soft skills in a resume. So what are the best practices engineers should follow to highlight their soft skills in their job application or interview process? Great question. I love this question because uh, I discuss it all the time. It's uh, one of the it's one of the, the it's how, what I learned in, in recruiting. So after I left engineering school and worked in technology for, for three years, uh, I switched careers. I spent 10 years as a, rec as a recruiter, you know, engineer recruiting and did really well. And then when I left that industry and I started coaching, one of the lessons that I learned from the deep end of job searching and recruitment was that, sure, you know, you're right. Hiring managers are looking for soft skills. 
I wouldn't necessarily say in resumes because quite frankly, they don't believe what people write in resumes. Hmm. So I can write just words on a piece of paper. I have great communication skills and able to adapt to tough situations and, you know, capable of working under pressure. Well, at the time someone's reading your resume, they don't, they don't know who you are. You know, they have no idea that there's no proof of what you just said, you know, um, you can't, you know, you know what I mean? So it's really tough to, it's really tough Mm -hmm. to say something around your soft skills and actually, uh, get someone to believe you. So what I, what I tell my clients is that, you know, and this is what we do and we get great results from it on your resume, on your personal development documents, on your LinkedIn, any, any, any type you're writing, anytime you're writing to communicate, focus only on your hard skills Then tell a clear story of what problems did you solve? How did you solve them? And what happened? What were the results? Because that is a, that is a very tangible conversation to have. And anyone who's reading that resume is, is familiar with the type of problem, understands the methodology used to solve it, and can, can, can get what the results were. And will take your word for it. But they don't do that, unfortunately, for soft skills. Soft skills are assessed during an interview process. Most, like mostly assessed, they're tested mm-hmm. during, uh, during the interview process. Ahead of the interview process, our soft skills can be assessed through, through how we communicate, how we engage with the employer, hiring managers, and recruiters. So how do we persist? Do we stay focused on, on one job or are we distracted with multiple jobs at a company? Are we following up regularly or are we just going to apply and forget? Are we going to reach out directly and you know, aim to start a conversation or uh, will we cross our fingers and hope we'll get an interview? So our behavior and our character can be, can be shown throughout what we do after submitting an application. So just picture networking. There's a lot of ways you can proactively reach out and make connections and start conversations and get, get the other person, the hiring managers and recruiters to know you and like you and trust you and even respect you prior to them actually speaking with you. So all of those activities are soft skills based. Now, when you get to the interview, if you had done all that legwork, then there's, a, there's an existing level of like, trust, or even level of respect. So it's just easier to trust the stories you tell about your ability to lead. And as you're communicating, whether it's a, it's a phone conversation or a Zoom video call or a face-to-face meeting, that person will be more invested into learning about you and will actually, you, you will sound more believable. So I would say with all of that, if you do an excellent job in doing all of that before an interview and during the interview, there are still certain soft skills that cannot be or will not be proven during an interview process. You know, we talked about grit. We talked about, you know, ability to work well under pressure you know, work well, you know, collaborate with well within a team. Well, you have to be tested for that, you know, because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you would work well with my team members if I was an engineering manager. You know, you you keep saying, you know, that you you, you perform well under pressure. Well, you've never worked in my team, you know, not that I'm a horrible person as an engineering manager, but, you know, you used to work in this other company with a different culture, with a different team environment, different tasks, different product, different procedures. 
Now you're coming to our company. We're different. We're not the same company anymore. You used to work in a team of 50. We have a team of 3000, you know? So there's, there's the circumstances, the environment, the expectations change. And then as a result of that, your ability to perform at the same level under pressure will no longer be there. Your ability to collaborate well with a different set of engineers. Maybe you're now working with external clients. Maybe now you're working with a sales and marketing department, or now you're dealing with product managers and you, previously you didn't. If the circumstances, the environment, the expectations change, your soft skills, your capabilities will also change. So it is that's why it's really challenging to hire someone because a lot of times you're taking a risk. You know, it's it's a feeling, it's a gut feeling you get after speaking with someone, but you still are not going to be 100% sure. And that's a great, uh, you know, kind of segue to my next question, um, you know, real life soft skills. They might not come naturally to everyone, and sometimes they have to be developed, improved. And that holds true for everyone, not just engineers. How does one go about doing that before applying for a job or even in an existing job? Great question. Yeah, I'd honestly say, you know, that it doesn't come naturally to anyone, you know, so a lot of a lot of people that we believe have the soft skills and the confidence and the communication and all that characteristics, they've developed in their early childhood, you know, so that's it's a, it's a result of, you know, conditioning, you know, parents, where you grew up, the school you went to, neighborhood, country, environment, like extracurricular activities, you know, did you swim growing up where you don't get to talk to anyone because you're in the water <laughs> or did you play, you know, soccer where you had to communicate with everyone and you had to communicate, you had to listen, you had to, you know, you develop your listening, your communication, your, you know, your ability to take, take, you know, direction, you know, so just a lot of things that we learn has come to us through through the environment we grew up with. And then we go to high school, we go to college, university, you know, uh, where you went into a, a program that required you to regularly communicate, to regularly write and speak. You know, we can pick a, you know, marketing, for example, or non-STEM field. Or did you go to STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, where you, you get to spend a lot more time you know, alone or working in a very small team environments, working on complex projects that require lots of research. You know, having gone through that environment myself, I knew that when I was up until I was in my early 20s, so going back like 20 years, I may have had like one or two friends, you know, terrible communication skills, very low confidence because I didn't have those environments. I grew up you know, in sports of martial arts and swimming, you know, so I, I didn't speak with anybody. It was only a one person sport. So I was not given those opportunities. We traveled a lot and we immigrated, you know, that, that led to lower confidence levels and things like that. So a lot of times, a lot, so many people are going through these environmental conditionings and the life that they have. So hence they don't create or develop those soft skills. But when you realize that you need them and there's a gap, whether you don't have a job right now or you're job searching or you're on the job, you realize that you're falling behind, then you got to take it really seriously. So how to do that, I would say this becomes a daily practice, you know, the practice of identifying problems that you have, 
challenges that you want to overcome, weaknesses that you want to further develop or eliminate, and practice them daily. And this requires you to be vulnerable, to be humble, to be coachable, not to be egocentric, to be completely open to criticism. And this is very difficult. It's not easy, but in order for you to develop such skills, you got you to gotta leave your comfort zone and get into that you know, tough environment where it's, it, it's, it's a battlefield every day. It's, it's like going to the gym every day. It's not easy, but when we do it, we become stronger. And say so this is something that's even more, more important for engineers, you know, being an introvert myself, you know, working and mentoring, coaching, and, you know, I know my kind, you know, I know that, you know, we can, we can lack in certain areas or have certain personalities. Uh, I've had all of the stereotypes myself and, I've gone through a couple of decades of training and development to get to the place that I am today. And I've helped others go through it. So anybody can do it. It's possible. It's just a matter of your ability to just be aware, you know, aware of the strengths and your weaknesses and really develop a daily routine to focus on your weaknesses with an open heart, with an open mind. So you can be coached and, you can, you can make progress each and every day. Great advice. And building further on that, do you have any specific advice for mid-career engineers looking to enhance their soft skills um, in order to transition from, say, a technical to a managerial role? Um, also, can having a mentor or participating in a you know, leadership program at the company help them in honing these soft skills that you just talked about? Hundred percent. I mean, having a mentor, coach, or you know, joining a leadership program—it's—I don't, I don't want to say it's the best thing to do, but it's—it's it's great. It's you know, all of them are, are fantastic. It just definitely requires you know, additional more time investment, more money investment, more energy investment. But again, the more you invest, the, the bigger results you get. You're actually jumping into the deep end. You know, you're putting yourself out there. So sometimes you may not want to start with that. And prior to actually hiring a mentor, getting a coach, participating in a, in a leadership program, you might want to actually try your hand at, at managing someone, at coaching someone and mentoring someone. Maybe there's an intern in the company. Maybe there is a co-op group. Maybe there's a, a new hire who just joined your team. Uh, just support them. Reach out to them. Be like, hey, I'm taking the, uh, you know, the initiative. To, to support you. I'm always here for you. And you can reach out. You can ask me questions whenever you hit the you know roadblock. Let me help you overcome it. If you're learning something, there's friction. Let me smooth it out for you. You can always depend on me. So you, you want to develop your dependability and your ability to lead others. Just help them solve their own problems. Hence, managing them, you know, management or leadership type role. And that's, that's like testing yourself, you know, testing your, your, your knowledge, your, your level of interest to find new problems. Cause there's certain areas you will walk into where you lack confidence. You say, Hey, I, I don't know how to ask this, answer this question. They're asking a really good one, but I don't, I've never walked into this situation. So what happened right now is that you just identified a problem that you have a weakness that you need to overcome. So then maybe you can compile some of these challenges and then reach out to a mentor or a coach with a list of challenges that you want to help them get them to help you overcome 
or then, you know, knowing exactly what those weaknesses are, you can pick the right leadership program that allows you to to hone your soft skills. Awesome. There's some great takeaways here uh, for our engineers tuned in today. Thank you so much for your time, Nader. Of course, thanks for having me. If you like this episode, listen and subscribe to more episodes on your favorite podcast app. This is Chitra Sethi for ASME. Thank you for listening.